Thank you for turning on the Why This Times Talk podcast. In this edition, we're previewing the upcoming Times Talk entitled, Should the U.S. Ban Hate Speech? From El Paso 2019 to Memphis 1968. I'm joined in the studio today by Georgia College Mass Communication Professor, Pate McMichael. Pate, welcome back to WRGC Studios and the Why This Times Talk podcast. Thanks, Daniel. Good to be here. Well, happy to have you here. And uh, let's just start off, as we often do. Can you please briefly introduce your Times Talk topic? Absolutely. We're going to be talking about should the U.S. ban hate speech, you know, from El Paso 2019 to Memphis 1968. And that's, of course, uh, an allusion to the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, I wrote a book about Dr. King's killer and and what his motive might have been. And I, I saw some parallels to what happened in El Paso and, and I wanted to really address that in a broader context of, you know, we have hate crimes. If you hurt someone and you're doing it because they're gay or they're of another religion, you can be punished. But what about speech? What about just talking? Do we need more limitations on really, really controversial speech, radicalizing speech, speech that makes people go further and further to the edges or, or the extreme and I think that's a discussion that most people have at home with their kids and may not know all the answers to because it's actually really surprising when you unpack what has the Supreme Court said about this and what are the legal precedents out there that make it so that a lot of this hateful rhetoric that we hear is 100% protected by American law, but not everything. And that's where it gets tricky is where does the United States government stand on not respecting someone's First Amendment rights? Where do we draw that line? And I think that this question is perhaps answered by the title of your Times talk uh, this week. Uh, But I'll ask it anyways. Uh, Why do you feel it important to bring this conversation to the Times talk now? I think it's important because people are still talking about those shootings we had, you know, weeks ago. And people are wondering, you know, is there not more we can do to stop the radicalization of so many people with access to very powerful weapons? And so most of that conversation is about guns. But there is a discussion to be had about the rhetoric that might incite someone to commit an act like that for a political purpose. And I do think You know, there are some historical parallels that I can bring to the table, having written about them before, that to me definitely have similarities to some of the outcomes, deadly, fatal, awful outcomes that we're seeing on the streets of the United States. And we're seeing it way too frequently. I think everybody agrees with that. What do you hope your audience takes away from your conversation at the Times Talk on Wednesday? I just hope people will sit back and reflect on What do they really think about hate speech, and how do they define it? And if you had to draw up a law that would ban it, how could you do that in a way that's narrowly tailored and would not do what we talked about earlier, lead to the opposite reaction happening? Because we do have evidence that some nations have done it successfully, but we can't be certain it was completely successful. Father, time is going to continue going, and and things can change. But we're in an inflection point. We've had Charlottesville. Now we've had El Paso. How are we going to stop this from happening again? 
what should we do besides address challenges with guns? Is there a First Amendment fix that needs to be made? Make up your own mind, because obviously you're going to continue to hear loud voices, more extreme voices. Um, The government is not in any position at the moment to come to any agreement about these things. So citizens should reflect and vote accordingly. Well, Payne, I'm not going to let you go without uh, calling out uh, that book you referenced earlier. Uh, What is the title of the book you wrote on the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr.? Yeah, my book is called Clandestine with a K, and its subtitle is How a Klan Lawyer and a Checkbook Journalist Helped James Earl Ray Cover Up His Crime. One thing I argue in the book is how Ray was very fascinated with a political candidate, the former governor of Alabama, George Wallace. And I make the argument that that was his true motive in killing Dr. King. He thought this would lead to black riots that would help Wallace in a presidential election that was ongoing. Um, It did help him, but not enough to accomplish uh, Wallace's ultimate outcome, which was to either win or deny the Republican or Democrat candidate a majority, which would then throw it into the House of Representatives where Wallace would have some power to maybe negotiate on behalf of the South to try to curtail some of the uh, integration measures that were being obviously by law forced on Southerners. Well, Pay McMichael, I want to thank you for joining me on the Why This Times Talk podcast. Thank you, Daniel. Georgia College Mass Communication Professor Pate McMichael will be the facilitator for this next Times Talk that will take place at noon on Wednesday in the Georgia College Library. This week, the Times Talk begins the fall 2019 season on the question, should the U.S. ban hate speech from El Paso 2019 to Memphis 1968?